Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perception Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Partridge. In today's mind-blowing episode, I have the absolute pleasure of talking to professional animal communicator Paloma Berchi. Paloma describes the electrifying moment she first heard the voice of an animal trying to contact her and how that first exchange has led to a 22-year career devoted to creating greater understanding between humans and animals. Paloma explains how animals act as a conduit for our emotions and are here with us, not for us. We also discover why cats gravitate to people who don't like them and learn the secret to how we too can communicate with animals. Please join me as we look at life through a different lens. Thank you so much, Paloma, for coming to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. I'd like to sort of investigate how you how you communicate with animals and and when did you first discover that you had this gift? Well, it's actually it's not a gift. Everybody can do it. <laughs> and um I I communicate with animals on a telepathic level. You know, it's it's I call it conscious telepathic communication. And babies when they come into this world, they communicate with their environment on a conscious telepathic level. And the environment picks it up, you know, like intuitively, like in a unconscious on an unconscious level. And every kid can communicate on a conscious telepathic level mm. until they grow up to a certain age. And then they don't do it anymore. And the reason why they don't do it anymore is because they cannot communicate with anybody that they want to interact with, like, you know, other humans. They have to learn the verbal language if they want to speak to the parents and to everybody else. So it's like a language, you know, conscious telepathic communication really is a language. Mm. And what does happen if you don't speak a language? Well, you don't forget it. You just put it away. And the good news is that if you learn a language and you don't use it anymore and you put it away, and then after 10, 20 years, you go into that country that that language is spoken after two or three days, what happens? Well, you start understanding everything, what the people are saying, and you start talking the language again, even though you had not been talking it for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we don't forget things we once learn. We just put them away in our subconscious mm -hmm. mind or whatever. And the same thing happens with conscious telepathic communication. So the good news is, Everybody can relearn it or you know reactivate it. Mm. <laughs> now, when I was a kid, I had a very special connection with animals. And animals would do things for me that they wouldn't do for their people. And adults said to me, How how did you do it? What do you do with the dog? Why is the dog doing this and this and it's not doing it with me? What did what did you do? And I, you know, as a kid, you don't know you're doing anything different, you know. I mean, mm. I assumed everybody was talking with animals, conscious, uh, conscious telepathically. I wouldn't, I didn't even know it was called telepathy, what I was doing, you know. Mm. For me, it was the most normal thing in the world. And 
So I told the people, well, I just told the dog, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and I said, well, I tell the dog as well, but the dog doesn't do it with for me. And I'm like, well, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I grew up and noticed that my relationship with animals changed in a way, very strangely. And um, I ended up thinking, well, okay, well, maybe children are just different then, you know. Well, I couldn't figure out what the, what it was. And then about 25 years ago, I arrived at the barn coming back from a horse ride with my horse, Leomi. It was summer 98. It was hot. Nobody was left at the barn. And um, I put my dog back into the barn, into the horse group I, he was in, went back to the car. And when I was at the car, I heard a stop. And I go like, ooh, what's, what's this? You know, nobody's here. Uh, <laughs> am I hallucinating now or what? Well, maybe it's the neighbor who has seen me wants to say something. So I turned around. I looked around. Nobody was there. And then I saw a white horse standing next to my horse looking at me very intensively. And I got the feeling I had to go back. And then I got the feeling I had to turn around the corner. And around the corner, the horses used to have two barrels of water. Now, those mm -hmm. barrels were tipped over and the horses didn't have a drop of water. And so I put them up, filled up the barrels, and I observed this white horse observing me. So I thought, okay, the horse is probably thirsty. So he walks up to the first barrel, puts its nose in the barrel, doesn't drink, puts its nose in the second barrel, doesn't drink, looks at me, and I could hear, feel, thank you. So <laughs> I was standing there, my jaw dropped. I was like, oh, what just happened? What was that? I knew something had happened. I had no clue what it was. And then I thought, I have to tell this story to somebody, really. Yeah. And back then, you know, my, my then husband, he wouldn't have understood. So I thought, well, who do I tell this story to? And back then, 25 years ago, we didn't have social media, you know, we didn't have forums, we didn't have any of that. We had so-called email groups. Mm. So we came together in an email group and we exchanged emails back and forth. So I was in an email group and we were talking there about natural horsemanship. And I put my, my, my story into that group, not, not knowing what the reaction would be. And most people there were from the US and Canada. And in the US and Canada, animal communication was earlier known, you know, than in Europe. Yeah. So I got answers and the answers were like, the horse communicated with you. That was telepathic communication. The horse contacted you. And I, you know, I was in front of that screen, reading all those answers, really wanting to, to go into the screen or sort of saying, mm. what, 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 what? <laughs> I think this is exactly, you know, this is the missing link. This is, this is what I was looking for. And um, yeah, so that was my, my, my first contact after being a child with, with animal communication, really. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, then I, I researched the internet. I came across Penelope Smith who is uh, one of the pioneers uh, 
of animal communication. She already said back in the 70s that she was communicating with animals. So I I ordered her books and um, her cassettes, cassette tapes. You know, back then there were cassette tapes. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. Yeah, the, the, um, I, I think young people nowadays don't even know what a cassette tape is. <laughs> <laughs> no. or, a, or a landline, uh, uh, you know, a uh, land phone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I still have one actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's really how I started. Wow, that's amazing. That is quite incredible to be stopped in your tracks by the sound of. Was it like a? I know it sounds weird, but was it like a voice that said stop, or was it just something that? Well, you know, I, I, for me, it sounded like a voice. I mean, yeah. I was so surprised, you know, because I, I, I really thought I had heard something. Mm, <laughs> mm. Obviously, the horse had not spoken to me, but well, yeah, of course, it was so, <laughs> it was so clear, and I had never experienced anything like it before consciously. Mm. So that for me, you know, I interpreted it as a voice. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to say. What you said there was so fascinating about when I said, "Oh, this is your gift," and you and you very rightly said, "Well, actually, everybody has this ability to." communicate telepathically um but we don't but we kind of forget it um because yeah yeah I I just think it's quite incredible quite incredible um and so so from then on what what did you do did you find that you then started tuning into animals around you more intently after you'd kind of done some study did you did you become more aware did you start hearing things you know <laughs> kind of I, I actually all did all around you all around you <laughs> I, I actually did yes yeah. yeah and that was really weird um you know so I I, I had this books from Penelope and, and those cassette tapes. And I studied animal communication on my own for about two years. Now, mm. um, what I was able to communicate with my horse. I had a mm. very, very special relationship with my horse, Leomi, and I was able to communicate with my horse. So I was able to have a conversation with my horse, but I wasn't able to have a conversation with anybody, any, anybody else, any other animal. Okay. However, I did hear the other animals. Now, this, this gets really spooky. <laughs> I did hear the other animals telling me things. So it felt like a Dr. Doolittle, really. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and then the... the uh, the point is, you know, I knew I was li- I, I was hearing those animals because when I did what they said, they reacted accordingly. You know, if if, if that had been all my fantasy, the animals wouldn't have reacted. Mm. So well, when so the animals were telling me things, I was t- to do certain things, I was doing certain things, and the animals were reacting accordingly. You know, like they told me they would. Yeah. So. <laughs> But I wasn't able to have a conversation with them. Yeah. It was just them telling me to do things. The only animal I could have a conversation with was my horse, Leomi. And I was going like, this is so weird. I'm doing something wrong here. You know? mm. <laughs> this is not working. I, I was getting frustrated. 
Well, I mean, I think it's quite, it's like anything, isn't it? Honing your skill. It's, it's first of all, finding out how to, that you, you're tapping into that power and then being able to, and then being able to find out the facets of that, you know, of, of, of how to communicate, but how extraordinary to be able to kind of, like you said, Dr. Doolittle, you know, you're hearing all these voices uh, or, or what you perceive Obviously, you're the way that you personally, because I presume that that everyone has a particularly different way of maybe communicating with animals. They may hear a voice or they may hear, you know, whatever it is, whatever it manifests as in your um, in your mind. I don't know. Um, In your consciousness, I suppose. Um, And so 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 you're at this point where you had a lot of information coming from a lot of instruction coming from animals and then as you say you would uh follow those instructions so so what was the turning point then how did you you said you thought oh I'm doing something wrong so how did you how did you how did you move forward what happened well fortunately Penelope Smith came to Switzerland in the year 2000 oh wow (laughs) so so I attended her courses obviously I did the basic course and the advanced course and in in the advanced course, we had to pick an animal teacher. You know, there were different people bringing their animals, you know, in, in form of pictures. And we were supposed to pick our animal teacher to that. So our animal teacher was going to guide us for the next three days. The advanced course was three days. So <laughs> I thought, what? I'm not going to pick you know, I I don't have a choice. I, the only choice I have is Leomi, really, because mm. that was the only animal I could communicate with. I, I, I don't have any other choice because even after the basic course, nothing changed. You know, like mm. I was still sort of stuck and I didn't know, you know, what I was doing wrong. Anyway, then we we get this this sheet of paper with questions on the on it to ask our animal teacher. So everybody goes where the animal teacher guides them. I had to go outside and sit in into the onto the grass and and so I I I asked those questions and one of the last of the or the yeah last questions was how can I improve the communication with animals? And I was expecting an answer like everybody else got, you know, like be um, um, be patient. Um, uh, take your time. Um, do it over and over again. You know, practice. Uh, listen better. Whatever. But I got a completely different answer, and the answer was: take that feeling that we that is between us right now, right in this moment. Feel it. And apply it to to any other communication, and you've got it. Now, I actually I I, I did that because I I you know when I heard that instruction, I thought that's impossible coming from me. You know that's you know that isn't a clear instruction what to do. So I did that, and from that moment on, I could communicate with any animal. From that moment on, it worked. 
Now, what I didn't know back then was that Leomi had shown me my channel. You know, ah. every everybody has a everybody has a personal channel, and the channel feels the same no matter with what animal you communicate. The communication is different, but the channel is like the it's like the phone. You know, mm-hmm. you don't use a different phone for every friend you have. You use the same phone for every mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. So, so you can compare it a little bit, you know, to the phone. So you're channel is your phone mm-hmm. now you need to know what your channel feels like in order to really establish a good communication and you know the reason why it worked instantly for me was because i had had two years of practice before <laughs> you know i <laughs> i yeah. had been communicating with leomi for two years so that channel was a really well-established channel. What I didn't know was that I had to look for exactly that feeling in order to communicate with any other animal. And the moment I did that, it worked. That's so interesting, isn't it? It's like, (laughs) it's like, but it is when you, when you use that analogy of the phone, it's like, it is a bit like, I suppose somebody saying, can you hear me? Can you hear me? You know, the animals kind of, can you hear me? And you're like, uh, there's some blockage because the line, because the line is, the line is, is, uh, you know, there's interference on the line or the line isn't clear. So, wow, that's amazing. And so once you, so once you tapped into that, once you understood, or I suppose tapped in or, or released whatever the blockage was and kind of went, oh, okay, this is what I have to do. Once that kind of that that dropped in, so so then how did that then change your relationship with in communicating with animals? How did that? What impact did that have? Well, I, I think my whole life changed right then. Yeah, <laughs> because I I knew that was what I want to do for the rest of my life. Wow, and I knew. You know, we can learn so many things from animals. Oh my God! Yeah, you know yeah. they they have such a, you know the 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 experience I have made is we have a so called you know tunnel sight. We see you know just we don't see left and right. We just see like in a tunnel. Tunnel vision, yeah. Tunnel vision, yes, exactly. So, but the animals see the big picture. Mm. I have made the experience. The animals see the big picture. We have a tunnel vision, but the animals don't. And you can talk to animals about anything. I mean, really anything, anything. I I remember it was early, early when I started, almost, you know, 20 years ago or something like that. I've been doing this professionally for 22 years. So then I, I remember I had a, a woman called me to talk with her cat. And the cat actually um, was you know, a very nice being. And the woman at one point tells me, does the cat have to say something to me? And the cat goes, yes, please stop doing what everybody else is telling you to do. Whoa. And. <laughs> 
And I go like, okay, I tell them. I mean, I, I, I'm just a translator. I'm the translator. So I'll say that to that woman. So I tell that to that woman. And the woman tells me, well, you know, my, um, my partner is a, is, is a very impulsive person, you know, very aggressive person. Mm. And I am afraid to leave him. It's very choleric. I'm afraid mm. to leave him. Mm. And the cat goes, oh, I can help her do that. Now, I go like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm no way. I'm not going to translate that. Forget about it. <laughs> well, Paloma, but Paloma, it's interesting when you said first of all. So twenty years ago, when there's a woman saying, "Does the cat have something to tell me?" I thought you were going to say the cat was going to say something like, "Please stop feeding me this particular, <laughs> you know, particular brand of cat food." And then you've got life, life kind of advice from this cat. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, you, you you know, animals have a lot of life advices for people. Um, a lot. I mean, really. So, so pleased. I'm fascinated. So please, sorry to interrupt you. So please, what, what continue with the, with the lady and the, and the cats and, and what so, so, so I tell, I tell to the cat, no way I'm going to translate that. So the cat starts telling me what his living room looks like. Mm. And I tell the woman, you know, well, your sofa is of this and this color. It stands there and there. You have there and there is a window and there and there is a plant. And, and this woman goes like, yeah, you're right. But why are you telling me that? <laughs> and I go like, oh, well, <clears throat> because your cat just told me he can help you to leave your partner. And he goes, she goes like, what? And I go, yeah, exactly. And your cat wanted to convince me that he can translate and, and give me the information so that I can perfectly understand it by actually showing me your living room and you that, telling me that's exactly what it looks like. Well, that's mind-blowing. So obviously, evidently, you were talking to the woman on the phone, so, you know, and then ta telepathically. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, communicating with the cat who then described... But the cat then describes <laughs> describes the that living room to you, so you can then relay that to her. Exactly, That's incredible. And it so was, I, yeah, as so, the cat described, obviously, yeah. So, so I tell the woman, okay, so she wants to know what your cat has to say about leaving your partner, and then she goes, yes, please. Now, this developed into an ongoing communication for about three months. Yeah. And in those three months, we had, I think, four or five communications. And during that process, the cat was actually telling her what the next step was that she needed to take in order to leave her partner. I mean, that's mind blowing. That is mind blowing. <laughs> but that's, that's, I can't she, even. She ended up leaving her partner and, Nothing happened. Uh, you mean nothing happened? I mean, he didn't get crazy or beat her up or anything okay. like that. Yeah. 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 So it was an amicable conclusion. Exactly. Yes. Advice, advice yes. from this little being who's observing yeah. everything and giving sage advice. For, 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> now, now, look, I, I can explain how this is possible. Okay. Yes, please. I, please I, do. I, I, I can explain how this is possible. Because people will say, ah, this is crazy. Well, yeah. Well, the- because our perception is, our perception is that we are, we, you know, as humans, the only way that we communicate is verbally or through body language or, you know, that the idea has been beaten out of us that actually we, we are, we have a 360 degree uh, uh, way of communicating, you know, and that includes telepathy, that includes uh, thought transference, that, you know, this, so, so, it's very much the perception that of of to meet stories like this with disbelief and also with ridicule you know people will say well that's not possible and actually what you said there though proves that it is possible well i can i can i can explain to you very easily how it it was possible mm. and um and that's actually what every animal does because you know animals knew know that most people don't consciously communicate telepathically but Mm. animals need to transmit their needs to their person so what they do Mm. is the following they they contact you and i i I call it they come in through the back door you know Mm. (laughs) they come into your feelings into your consciousness they come into in into you through the back door look at your feelings, your feeling center, look at what's going on, uh, what's going on in your emotional world. And then they, if they, for example, have something to transmit you, they transmit it to you. For you, then it looks like it's your idea. Mm. So, you know, you don't, most people don't even, you know, know that their animal is connecting with them but what this what this cat did was he went into the woman's uh consciousness to Mm. say put it in some way you know and looked at her emotional state and then he went into the man's you know consciousness and emotional state looked there and actually looked um, what she needed to do and how she needed to do it in order not to upset him because he perfectly knew what was going on in his world and he perfectly knew what was going on in her world. So he was sort of a mediator, really. (laughs) God, I wish that cat would, (laughs) that cat should set up a business. Um, Wow, that's, that is the way you describe it there, you know, with our animals going to us and, transmitting this unconscious this unconscious unconsciously you know they're consciously transmitting something into our consciousness but we maybe don't we aren't aware of it that's incredible so with this with this um with the woman who uh as you say with the the cat did um did she learn how to then pick up uh and communicate with the cat herself uh i don't think so no no, no i don't think so no so they so you were the kind of medium that yeah i was I, I, yeah and it took us about it took us about 3 months and then she was yeah she, wow. she was she moved 
houses and uh, everything and yeah <laughs> wow i'm just mind blown by that i re- i really am that's incredible because when you started talking about this i i really thought mainly well it's the animal expressing something to do with their own existence and how they are you know like like you said with the horses first of all asking for water or um or an animal maybe as the animals before you'd said had been communicating with you and telling you about their needs and what they what they wanted and you and you assisting them in that way but for this this is on a whole nother <laughs> this is on a whole nother <laughs> level mind blowing level i know i keep saying that but it is it's incredible you know i've i've had animals you know that have told me for example you know like it's a family with two, three children or one child or whatever. I've had animals and that's happened more than once to me when the person talking, like the woman talking with the cat or the dog, whatever animal it was, is there anything else you want to tell me? Mm. And the animal saying, yes, you have to be careful with the with your son when you, I, I you know maybe you know I, I didn't know they had a son or anything and then what mm-hmm. say I would ask well do you have children yeah yeah I have two sons and let's say for example the dog showing me a 10 year old and, I, and then I go like is one of them around 10 years old yes yes one of them is 10 and I go okay so the dog is telling me that he is actually being bullied at school I can remember that. And and the woman say, well, I noticed something was different with my child and I couldn't put a finger on it because my child won't, won't talk to me. Wow. Wow. Animals are so, we owe so much to animals, my goodness. We really do. That's, that is incredible. The, that's, that, yeah, wow. Wow. So is this what you, when people come to you, is it because they're, I mean, this is the thing. It's like, is it because they they know you're an animal communicator? So do they come to you because their animal is behaving in a particular way or, and they want to understand what's going on with the animal? Is that? Yeah, most of the time that's, Mm. that's the reason why. Yes. And then, and then interestingly, ironically, it's not really something that's going on with the animal. It's something that's going on with a person, isn't it? Oh, yes. Actually, um, you know, I'm also a certified dog trainer. And um, a, a lot of times when, when people contact me, uh, especially, you know, with, with a dog, because the dog is misbehaving in some kind mm-hmm. of way, I, I really have to, I really have to work more with the human than with the dog so the dog or any other animal really animals often reflect us you know they 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 act as a mirror they mirror us and so a lot of times you know they pick up things from us and then they show it us into the face and look at that you know and um for example, if if an animal is is totally stressed, you know, can't calm down, and so on and so forth, often it's actually the person yeah. that is stressed, and you know, 
can't calm down or thinks it needs to keep on going and going and going and going. And then for the animal, it's too much. Mm-hmm. And the animal, you know, reflects that. So um, I'm not saying that that's every time the, the case, but some cases are like that. And I really uh, often, I often have to tell the person to Often it's the person that needs to change something mm-hmm. in order to give the animal the space that it needs to really have this transformation. Mm. It's interesting. I've always kind of thought, you know, animals go to safety and they and they know when your energy, when you're this the safe energy or that, that that human is stable or there's something, you know, that they will they will kind of gravitate towards towards those people it's funny though isn't it um when you think of cats <laughs> when people always say when people always say cats always go to the person that that doesn't that doesn't really want them near them you know <laughs> do you know why do you know why 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 because because cats need negative energy to recharge <gasps> yep cats need negative energy to recharge and i'm not saying negative is not bad energy okay i'm not talking about good or bad i'm talking about polarity here yeah you know like yeah. a battery i'm talking yeah. about polarity yeah. so cats need negative energy to recharge yeah so somebody who wants to repel them they are attracted exactly to. so they, they they don't feel well or they don't feel good around cats they they feel you know i don't i you know i don't want to do anything with cats Cat goes exactly to that person because oh yeah, that's the energy I need. Exactly that. You know? <laughs> that's incredible. So everyone, <laughs> so now you know, and that's... and that's that's also the reason why cats tend to either you know lay on your belly, mm. at your feet, at the top of your head, or where your hands are, because there we have energy points in our body. Yeah. So we really, we keep on discharging energy energy from there, energy that we don't need anymore. Mm. We keep discharging it from those points. And cats love that because that's the energy, you know, they can use for themselves. Wow. So cats really are using us as batteries. batteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in a way, in a way, they are keeping the environment clean. Wow. <laughs> because wow. they use the negative energy. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Wow. That's incredible. That whole idea, yeah, exactly. That that whole idea of of the of the the attraction because of the the repulsion, not repulsion, but the repelling, I should say, rather than but repulsion seems quite a strong word, but you know what I mean in in terms of as you say in terms of polarity. Oh. Um, that's amazing. God, Paloma, this is incredible. Uh, when we began our conversation, <laughs> I didn't think, you know, there was no way that I thought that we would kind of go into these spheres of, of such fascinating, uh, information about how animals, how animals, really enrich our lives because they really do enrich our lives. I know we had a conversation earlier when you said animals are here with us, not for us. Right. Yes. And exactly. I just think that's so 
profound and something that we really need to remember because, you know, also earlier we spoke about, you know, this argument that that uh, that has been pro- proposed by, I suppose, the meat industry, you know, trying to justify the fact that, you know, they're saying, oh, animals, animals aren't sentient beings. They oh, don't they definitely have... are. They are very, yeah. very sentient beings. Yes. Yeah. Even insects, bees, you know, they're all really, they have feelings. They have. That, that's why we can communicate with them because yeah. telepathy, if you, if you translate telepathy correctly, tele is distance. Mm. Yeah. Television, you know, you know, mm. you you see at a distance, mm. and telepathy, tele is distance, and pathy is feeling. So telepathy really is feeling at a distance. That's what it it is in essence. Yeah. So and the distance doesn't matter really whether you're with the animal in the same room or whether the animal is on the other side of the globe. It's incredible. And so, how do you um, and when 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 you're saying that when the animals on the other side of the globe so so do you have to be do you have to be in the presence of the animal do you have to how how does it work do you are you normally in the presence of the animal or can you do distance uh i suppose yeah can- yeah you i can communicate at the distance with uh, with the animals yeah I have I have communicated with cats in New York, dogs in Canada, horses in Japan. Yeah, so wow. I, I, all I need is a picture, uh, a picture where you can see the eyes of the animal. You know, we say the eyes are the reflection of the soul. Mm. So that actually is, if you look somebody into the eyes, you can see the soul, and and the same goes for animals. So we basically communicate with the being that is inside that body. We don't communicate with the cat body or the dog body. No. We communicate with the being that is inside the body. I mean, we are not our body. You know, no. we, no, we we're the, we're our, bo- our body is, is, is a vehicle, really. And the same goes for yeah. animals. Yeah, yeah. We're not our bodies. We're not our thoughts. We're, we're spirits, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. That's... That's amazing. And how do you think, what what would you suggest um, in terms of what people who are animal lovers or people who aren't even animal lovers, people who, you know, who deal with animals, who, how would, and, and somebody who's maybe listening now and wants to be able to communicate with their, with their, with their animal, um, how would you suggest that they, I don't know, experiment with it, with communication? How would you, how, how do they go about that? Do they, you know, it's so, <laughs> it's so difficult to even try to describe. It's just like, oh, I sat there and I, you know, it, it was funny yesterday. I was, um, I was going out to the garden and there was a squirrel and the squirrel was really close to me and it stopped and it looked really anxious. And I, and I stopped and I crouched down. And I looked at the squirrel, you know, I looked in its eyes and I was like, it's okay. I'm just going to go and get back. I'm going in the kitchen to get some walnuts. And I came <laughs> back and I chucked a walnut to the squirrel. And it was just so, it was really, it was really sweet. It was just a really sweet moment of kind of, actually, I am i don't want to harm you. I think it knew, but obviously it was a little bit anxious. So how do we, how do we 
communicate better with animals, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so the telepathy really is is the, the language of the feelings. That means your heart is involved. Mm. And feelings, you know, our heart, our heart is energetically 5,000 times stronger than our mind. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people say, say, well, I think, think about that. And, and I think, I think the thoughts that I, I, I think that I want my animal to do this and this. And obviously, you know, the energy that goes out from the mind is not that strong. However, the the energy that goes out from the heart is 5,000 times stronger than the one that goes out from the brain. So that's why we really have to feel. Mm. We have to feel what we want to transmit. So really feel your animal in your heart. And anybody that has an animal knows what I mean by that. You know, you feel your animal in your heart. And then really observe your animal you know and 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 uh try to to be in the presence of your animal with your animal no and not looking at your mobile phone for example mm. <laughs> you know mm. i mean really being with the animal and um consciously being with the animal sometimes even just sit with your animal mm. this is also a very interesting exercise just sit with your animal without touching it or anything just sit with it and see how the animal reacts and some animals at the beginning are very very um sort of concerned and, and think well what's happening here and they're used to being you know patted and, and and touched and everything if you just sit with your animal and then your animal will calm down and and then you can actually be together that's i think that's that's really the beginning of of feeling that connection you know by calming down the whole situation calming yourself down first and then calming your animal down with you and being with your animal and um i i also have a guide to animal communication which is actually uh, a gift that i can offer to your listeners oh oh Paloma, thank you so much well i was going to say you know obviously in the show notes, I'm going to pop down all your all your contact details, but I'd like you to go through them as well. Uh, and that gift, thank you so much. That's so kind of you because I'm sure lots of people will want to utilise that and will want to kind of explore a deeper connection with um, with their pets or with animals that they come into contact with. Um, because it makes me think, you know, this one of the one of the things that you see people who are really terrified of dogs you just think this dog is the dog isn't doing you know the dog just happens to be standing there being a dog you know and the human comes along and it's like <gasps> and you think you think hang on a minute this dog this dog hasn't done anything what are you what are you the dogs you know, are getting there, there is a story that comes to my mind when you say that and that was um I, I used I used to have a room where I I would teach animal communication because I also teach animal communication. So anybody wants to learn how to communicate with animals, I mean I I can teach that. And um, I had this this room and I had uh, this course where people would come in and learn how to communicate with animals. So obviously my dogs were with me back then. I had two dogs, Nebo and Lisa. 
And this woman comes in through the door, sees my two dogs and sort of goes like, <gasps> and my dog Nebel grabs a toy, runs up to her and wants to give her the toy. And she starts going like, no, 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 sort of no, no. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't want to grab the toy, you know, and play with Nebel. And she was sort of going backwards and saying, no, 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 no. And then an, another participant comes and says to Nebel, come on, I'll play with you. And Nebel just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, no, I don't want to play with you. I know you're not afraid of me. She is. And I want yeah. to make her comfortable. Oh, man, animals. Animals are so... So, so he kept on, you know, wanting to play just with her. Mm. Just with her. And eventually, really, she sat down and and grabbed the toy very, very softly, you know, and sort of... And Nabel was so sweet, you know, he kept pushing the toy onto her. And she was like, come on, grab it, take it, take it, take it, you know. And she ended up petting Nebo, actually. Mm. And mm. then she said to me, do you know what? If I had known that you would be having dogs here, I wouldn't have come. I'm afraid of dogs. I've been afraid of dogs for many years. And when she left, she said goodbye to me. And she said, you know what? This course has been so precious to me. I not only learned how to communicate with dogs, with animals, I lost my fear of dogs today. Yeah. And that was because of Nebo. Nebo noticed she's afraid. I'm going to get, I want to make her comfortable with me. I'm going to show you, don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. As I said, you know, animals teach us so much. That's incredible. Oh, Paloma, thank you. My goodness, what an absolutely incredible conversation. You are such a gifted. I know you say it's not a gift, but actually <laughs> it is a gift. <laughs> you, you got a, you got a gift, lady. You know, uh, I think, you know, that, that, that there is a gift. It's something that we all have. We can all help develop with your wonderful gifting of uh the you said that there's a course or a yeah that's so- the my gift my gift is a guide to animal communication it's actually part of a course that i have it's a uh it's it's 11 points i think it's it's an eight page document mm-hmm. where i go through each point and i well, it's 10 i think it's 10 points and uh i go through each point and i i explain why that point is important and how yeah. you can actually you can start communicating with animals if you follow that guide if you follow that guide thank you so much and if people want to follow you now you have a podcast also yes um and your podcast is called animal empathy animal empathy fantastic you also have and you have a website yes speciesspace.com fantastic and what else can we tell everyone how else can they contact you if people also want to contact you in any other way well, I, I, through- I can give you my email address as well so 
I'm I'm very happy to answer any questions. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know what? I I think you're going to have to come back again because this is just (laughs) such, it's been such an amazing conversation. There's there's one thing Nabel keeps telling me that I need to say, and I really think this is important for your listeners. I once asked my dog Nabel, why is it animals are capable of unconditional love and humans have such a hard time doing that and he said we don't blame anybody oh oh wow when when we are in a situation that we don't like mm-hmm. then we look at the situation and ask ourselves how on earth have we put ourselves into that situation mm-hmm. we don't blame anybody yeah. And what do we do? We blame we blame everybody, yeah. you know. Well, well, this is it. This is the first port of call actually for 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 humans. It's blame and justification. We're living in the red zone. This is I had another conversation with a fantastic coach and he talks about this and he says, you know, in the red zone when we live in the red zone in our lives, we live in blame and justification and that's where we go to. And when we're in the green zone, it's about accountability and responsibility and also healing, you know. So, yeah. And the green yeah. zone is where the animals are. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paloma. It's been so wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to share your incredible stories. Incre- Honestly, the cat has, that's going to stay with me. <laughs> I want to find that cat ask for some life advice from that cat but um but yeah absolutely incredible it's been such an immense pleasure to speak to you and i thank you from the bottom of my heart and also i thank you animals from the bottom of my heart well thank thank you for having me no it's been an absolute pleasure <laughs> um and also i just want to thank everyone as i say paloma's all of paloma's details will be in the show notes so please have a look um, and please utilize those that fantastic guide that she so generously offered. Um, also, if this has been of any use to you, please like and please follow and please share. Um, and I'd love to hear from you. So um, uh, if you want to hear more stories like this, please contact me. And um, thank you, my lovely listeners. And I will speak to you again next week on another episode of the Perception Podcast.